Hey everybody, welcome back to the Every Effort Podcast. I'm your co-host Matt. My name is Jocelyn. And we are here together with you on the hottest memorial, oh, the hottest Labor Day I think we've ever had. Yeah, I get them mixed up too. I mean, they're both celebrating amazing people who have given us a lot of freedoms. That's true. They all feel a little bit the same. But oh my gosh, it is really hot. It's, well, it's just humid for us. We're not used to this. Help. (laughs) <laughs> we we are not equipped for this if you come from texas or florida or any of these places that actually experience heat please tell us what to do we don't in california we don't have air conditioning either like you of course you could get it and find places that do have it but it's not a standard like it doesn't get hot enough on a reoccurring basis enough that justifies every single place having air conditioning but i feel like if you go to texas every place has air conditioning because it's all it's always hot yeah it's only gonna be like three days but oh man these three days are just brutal because we are not i mean we have fans going we have windows open we're (laughs) putting all of our ice to use where we can it's just all hands on deck i mean unfortunately we have to keep the windows closed while we record because we're trying to keep it you know, good quality, you know, background noise. So just know that we're sweating for you guys. <laughs> so thank you for listening through this through this episode. Thank you for being a fan of us and returning back to us. We appreciate you guys. If you're loving our show, please be sure to share it with a friend and leave a quick review wherever you listen. Or if you listen on multiple platforms, then double the love and <laughs> let us know so we can give you a thank you. Today, I'm really excited. This is a topic that Jocelyn and I wanted to change up our schedule a little bit to address it in the moment, because we've been hearing about this everywhere from social media to friend groups and even at work, and that's this concept of quiet quitting. And when I first heard of it, I didn't know what it was. To be honest, it's still hard to figure out because everyone has a bit of a different definition of it. Some people are out there supporting it. Some people are out there saying, you might not you might as well not work at my company. Like I'd rather fire you than you quiet quit. So there is a whole range of understandings and reactions. And we just wanted to take some time to address it. Yeah. And we, we get it too. Like there's a point in our working life where we're not always loving it and where we think about quitting or there are different types of quitting and this is an interesting term I think because no one had actually phrased it in a better way of how to quit without actually quitting or appearing to quit and so we'll get into what quiet quitting actually means but uh, just as a background for who we are uh, we at every effort we are so blessed a little stressed and we are making every effort to figure out the rest so today we are going to explore what that quiet quitting term means and it all started with a tiktok and there was a video basically talking about like forget going above and beyond forget you know staying overtime to try to impress your boss like just do what your job description says, get the bare minimum to get an acceptable on your performance review, and go home and spend time with your family. Like, that was that was the gist of it. And I think what I would say is, like, the consensus understanding, and we can talk about, you know, different interpretations, is that quiet quitting is just doing what you're expected. You clock in at 9 
You don't clock in at 8.59. You don't clock in at 9.01. You come in right on time. You clock out right on time. You do exactly what your job description says. You're not super invested in it. You're not like emotionally tied to your work. You just get it done. You go home and that's it. It's just a part of your life where you complete these responsibilities and then you're done. Yeah, whatever job description you signed up for, that's it. No more, no less. Um, Also taking into account what your pay grade is. You're not really trying to get the next big pay grade. You've kind of just accepted, you know, this is where I've been appreciated at my company, or maybe I'm barely appreciated. I'm not going to expect more in the future by doing more. So why would I even try? You know, I'm satisfied Mm -hmm. with how things are now. Uh, There's no point in trying any more than I am. Regardless of where you stand on quiet quitting, to me, it's it's sad. Like It shows how many people are out there working jobs that they're not passionate about, that they don't feel appreciated in, yeah. right? And it's tough because there's different ways to interpret it. Like If you're looking at quiet quitting and just saying you're setting boundaries, that's awesome. Like You should have healthy boundaries where you say, hey, my kid has a soccer game tonight. I can't work late that's a healthy boundary, right? That's not quiet quitting. Quiet quitting would be just checking out like, okay, I'll answer this email and just get it over with. Like, I think there's such a scale of it that it's hard to identify where everyone lies with it. But to me, the overall message is just how many people are tired and burnt out and feeling unappreciated or unfulfilled at work. Yeah, above everything, it's more of an emotional checkout. And we all know if you check out emotionally, that's going to affect how you're behaving in the workplace, how you're treating your colleagues, how you approach your boss, or maybe you don't approach your boss because you chose to quiet quit. Um, What I found interesting as we kind of looked into this topic and have also heard about it throughout the past couple of months is that women and minorities feel particularly bitter about this whole movement because uh, statistically they feel like they have less of a freedom to actually quit. Like they feel like the consequences of attempting to quiet quit are actually greater for them than it would be for, say, white or male coworkers. Hmm. So for them, it feels a little bit tougher, which I thought it was kind of interesting. And there has been research within the past two years in particular where they, my women and minorities, feel more burnt out than uh, men or than white groups. Of people. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think that speaks a lot to why people quiet quit is that there's this fear of what will happen if they truly do quit. Yeah. Like that there's not something better out there for them, which is sad. Joss and I really love um, this radio show host and podcast host named Ken Coleman. And he talks so much about finding stuff you're passionate about. And even at times for Jocelyn and I, it's hard to say like, oh my gosh, is there really something that I can come in and get excited about? Yeah. But there's definitely something better than just clocking in, sucking it up and getting a paycheck at the end of the day. You know, there's something that you're at least interested in or invested in or have some level of excitement for, even if it's not eight hours a day. And, you know, we, we'll talk a little bit about the job market, but there are tons of people quitting and moving jobs and yeah. unfilled roles. There's uh, one and a half job openings for every job seeker right now. Yeah. So it is a hot market. If there's a time to say, you know what, this just isn't for me and go find something. It might not be that, you know, you're what people are calling quiet quitters. You know, people are saying they're lazy or they don't care. You might just not be in the right fit for your role. And that doesn't, you know, make you very excited or willing to put in extra work. 
Something I really appreciate that Ken Coleman advocates for is, you know, if you're not happy at your job and you're feeling stuck, like there's, especially right now, like you're saying, it's the best time to look for something else. Like be confident that you can find something else and you don't have to be stuck with where you are. Ideally, you can last a little bit longer to be able to transition into something with a short break, but also prepare yourself and build a savings in case you're you, you foresee a burnout where you have to be uh, showing up and doing a bunch of overtime and a bunch of work like take that into account as you approach the next couple of weeks and build a savings in case your mental health really comes at a turning point where you need to need to quit like you need to cover yourself sometimes because you don't know what can happen but ultimately quiet quitting is, is coming from the workplace and I liked uh, an article phrasing of it they're saying um, it didn't it didn't start because of bad employees it started because of bad employers hmm. because people are not feeling it, I think it's a mix of things though at the same time like yeah employers are responsible for providing a good work environment and giving employees what they need being flexible with them but also employees are responsible for going into a job that they know they would enjoy. And that's not something that's really taught in our culture to find something you enjoy, to ask yourself what you want to do for the rest of your life. That's such a great point because quiet quitting is kind of like a passive aggressive way of getting back. And to your point, there are a lot of employers who don't create an appreciative and celebratory environment. And, you know, those people are saying, hey, I just don't want to participate. Like if my extra work isn't rewarded, what's the point? Um, and I think that's that's very valid. But there's also, especially with, you know, we're seeing the rise of unions again. And there's this idea that, like, the employees are the good people and the employers are, like, they're the man. And you have to, like, stick it right. to them, right? Like, the less you do, the more you get paid, the better. And that's a really sad way to look at it because there are a lot of employers who don't treat their employees well. And I think one of the most powerful things that we have as employees is what I would say is voting with our feet. Right, like if an employer isn't treating their employees well and they start to lose talent because they're going places they'll be appreciated, then they'll either not do well and a better company will take their place, or they'll realize, wow, we really need to start appreciating our employees and the environment will improve and the market can change just by doing little actions like that. You know, everyone using the power that they have to choose to go to a company that they're passionate about, that they feel appreciated in, it can make a really big difference. And I think that doing that helps the next person a lot more than quiet quitting does you know saying hey this isn't an environment for me you guys aren't appreciative you aren't giving the employees what we need and so i'm going to go find somewhere else that sends a lot more of a message than checking out and then the resentment just starts to build between you and your management you mentioned a good point we should get into uh the term unions more because that's also a conversation that's starting um before we get into it though we would like to let you know about poppy drinks they are a probiotic drink uses apple cider vinegar which i absolutely hate but poppy mixes in the best natural flavorings and ingredients that you can understand and it tastes like soda it tastes you can get fruity ones you can get the classic like coke and root beer so please check that out on amazon and pick out the flavors that you love because we love poppy So let's go into the union talk. How do you feel about unions? 
I think they have really legitimate purposes, especially in, you know, in historical sense, there were like unsafe work environments and like this huge power, dis, you know, imbalance. And there are certain sectors like the public sector where you have a bunch of employees being employed by this giant government and they do need representatives to stand up for them. And I think that having employment groups has a lot of value. But I think that a lot of the ways that unions are talked about and set up today, it's just a way to improve the wages and have the employees do the least amount possible like it's very much a transactional look at work which Mm -hmm. at the end of the day that is what it is but it's not a way that people are able to like find something they're passionate about it's just let's get as many rights as we can with as least input possible which in of itself is a very fair transaction but it's just not like a very productive attitude to getting people to wear they need to be in life. Like I think that having a job that you're passionate about that fills you that you're excited about is a much better path to happiness than work as little as you can get paid as much as possible. I think unions really build that line between the employee and the employer. Mm -hmm. Um, It really makes a me against you type of environment and just brings politics into the workplace where no one really asked for. And I feel like the history of unions make it difficult because that was a very me against you and for the right reasons because employees weren't treated well. But I feel like people now tap into that history to still feel angry, even though there were things that occurred not during their own time. It's just like, to me, it feels like unions just automatically expect the worst out of their employer and just have to fight against them. And I speak... Um, based on a couple of experiences, like my grandfather was a part of a labor union because he used to pick fruit and vegetables in California. And I'm very thankful I was able to receive some scholarships from that union that helped paid for school. Um, But I just remember he would complain about the dues. That was another another (laughs) thing. It was just expensive. And um, he wasn't a part of the union anymore. But I think he was still paying dues, which and still does to this day, which is a little weird. But um, then also my last workplace, there were a lot of union workers um, and those who were a part of it just would often talk to me about things they didn't like about their manager or managers. And there was no one else in the workplace who was like that. Like they always felt like they weren't appreciated as much. And um, I was just shocked to be pulled aside every so often just for someone to complain about that. And, and it was often union workers. So um, it's it's hard to say what kind of a place that unions do play, because I do feel like you should be able to talk to your boss about problems that you have instead of developing a whole organization unless it was like extremely terrible environments and you couldn't trust your employer you had to create a a union but then it's like why even stay at a place like that you know yeah you brought up a really great point about it being a me versus you mentality and i heard someone speaking about this recently and they made a great point that unions also take away a lot of your individualism right it's very hard to be rewarded for your performance when you're tied to a bigger group of people who are usually being paid similar wages or you know have like the same base level of compensation and of rewards but it also is it's not really looking out for you quite as much as you think because the the union is looking out for this giant pool of people and they set their agenda and then they fight with the employer over that agenda like it's not such an individual thing to where it says, wow, Jocelyn really needs this extra day of PTO. And the union like picks that 
picks that up, right? It's a much larger scale thing. And like you said, it creates a very me versus you dynamic that's really challenging in the workplace to where it can build resentment. It can even cause like employment issues where some employers want union workers, don't want union workers, and it can just cause a lot of challenges. And I don't think that Jocelyn and I are saying there isn't legitimate cause, but there are a lot of these issues that pop up and it's a really open question of where a union should exist, where it shouldn't, and what are the costs and benefits of being a member of one? They do need money to function. And like Matt said, along with the agenda you would like to input, they have their own agendas as well that they are prioritizing and fighting for. So uh, I feel like your voice could be drowned out even more. I think it's better to just find a better workplace or uh, try to move up and forget about the whole quiet quitting thing, quiet quitting thing, like figure out what you enjoy, like find what your dream job would be, figure out your skills, take a career assessment and, and kind of start from there. Um, that's something that I'm going through right now. And um, I'm just trying to find out what my skills are, what my passions are, what my talents are, and what I want my mission to be in the workplace. Because I think that I think that quiet quitting will would like never even be a thing if everyone was doing their dream job and once you once you pinpoint whatever that is then you find an employer to to provide you that atmosphere to work and I think that's a great way to go about it if you're feeling less engaged at work like I get it there are times that are tough and it's not very interesting but if it's a regular occurrence maybe start considering starting over That's our biggest takeaway here is if you're dealing with something that's inappropriate or uncomfortable at work, you know, if you're being asked to work overtime that you're not willing to do and there are these challenges that create an unhealthy environment, speak up, definitely, you know, tell management. And if it's not a good fit for you, start looking elsewhere. Like I truly believe, especially now with all these job openings, with the great resignation, there are great fits, you know, expand your horizons. You would be surprised how many skills you pick up that are applicable in different fields. And there are great companies that want you out there. So I think that's the biggest point that I could make is that it's a great time to find something that you're passionate about, find somewhere that's a healthy environment for you, that's a good cultural fit. There's a lot more to work than just compensation. Certainly providing for your family is like priority one, two, and three. But it's also really great if you can have all of that and also be somewhere that's good for you mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, And that's out there for everyone. So Uh, I would discourage everyone from quiet quitting. If it's somewhere you don't want to be, start looking elsewhere. Find somewhere where you can put your passion to play. I think you'll find that you enjoy that a lot more than being checked out and kind of coasting. Yeah, instead of quiet quitting, you should loudly restart. I don't know. (laughs) Like, do something about it. Like, stop complaining. And you're just going to ruin your mental health. I think a lot of people will end up more depressed if they choose to quiet quit. Uh, There are a lot better ways to go about it, whether being vocal, like Matt said, or um, start looking for jobs or get training in a different field, different industry, like I'm suggesting. Um, And remember, you're not on your own. It's not everyone against you. Uh, You are on teams and these people depend on you. And these people aren't necessarily the company, like they are your neighbor down the street or around the block. And they're trying to do their best job as well. So if you feel like it is time for you to make a move, don't 
give up on your work obligations and the people who need you to get their job done because it's not always about you and you're in a department and you're on a team you can still have and give an input while you're there and please don't forget that throughout the bible god tells us that we bring glory through our work through doing hard work through doing honest work even if it's creating software for some company that couldn't be more disconnected the act of work is glorifying to God, being passionate, doing something, showing good work ethic, being a good example for your coworkers, being a light to them. There are so many ways that you can work for the kingdom, even if it's hard to see in your job description where that comes in. I would encourage you to find something you're passionate about, pursue it, give yourself into it, and that is a much better path to happiness. If you're feeling drained, if you're feeling burnt out, tell somebody and start taking some steps to find a better place for you. And you can hate me for this, but Jesus tells us to go the extra mile. And you can interpret that and read into that verse and that passage as you will. But in times where we aren't respected and aren't appreciated, we are asked to take that step and turn it into 20. So it doesn't mean it's forever. You can make a change in your life and we believe in you guys. If you need support or work resources, uh, check out some of our reels on Instagram or our videos on TikTok. You can find one of our early videos. We have a resource for people in the workplace. So check that out. It is with Saddleback Church. But thank you guys so much for listening. We're so happy that you decided to challenge what quiet quitting means. Make sure you're following us. As I mentioned, we're on Instagram, TikTok, also Facebook. Again, share with a friend. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have something to say, something to share, um, tell us. We're on social media. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone.